My name is Jess, and welcome to The Persuasion Pitch. I hope that everyone had a wonderful weekend, and before I get into this episode, I am going to put out a disclaimer that this is not for children, so if you have kids in the room, now is the time to either stop this recording and play it later or go into another room. I would also like to put out a trigger warning for this episode. This recording, it contains trauma, sexual assault, and if you have any type of history with that, I'm just going to warn you guys right now. I would also like to share the National Sexual Assault Telephone Hotline. You can reach them at 1-800-656-HOPE. That's 1-800-656-4673. I put out a post asking for individuals to send me their MLM horror stories or just their MLM stories in general, and I received an email. It reads, Hi Jess, I have a nasty story you might be interested in. It deals with my time I suffered with Lime Life back in 2015 to 2017 and the reasons why I ultimately left. I was lured there initially because I was disillusioned with the garbage over at Unique, and one of the black status reps fled. As I looked her up, I saw she was heading up a brand new company, Lime Life, and I was one of the super early people whom were told directly by her that we would become directors and do unbelievably well. I was directly under her until she used the shady practice of moving me under her bestie, whom she poached from Unique. This became a colossal failure, as there was suddenly no direction, no team meetings, no inspiration, no incentive, just an expectation to do our part and make quotas so that blank, my new upline, would keep her leg on the table and she would earn her share of the wealth. In the meantime, I was busting my ass and quickly earned about $15,000 in sales in the first three months. I recruited my three downline, and one morning I woke up and found six people moved under me. Six. I quickly discovered, as I had access to their accounts, that they were all in default. All of them. And owed Limelife their monthly internet fees and membership dues. I was expected to harass these six ladies, who actually had moved on to another company, into paying what they owed to Lime Life, and became active again, so that I would have an actual downline of nine women. I was furious. I am not customer service. I was not told this, mind you. I incidentally reached out to each one and was rudely attacked and advised that they had, in fact, quit. None of their accounts were ever closed. And I looked like a literal bitch. I felt awful. In the meantime, I was hosting a professional WordPress blog, which was costing me $400 a year. The same IP addresses were coming from two different locations in California. There was a specific business called Blank also hitting my site, yet I was getting no inquiries. 
and no one was buying anything. Shortly thereafter, in May 2017, a man who spelled his name in Russian attempted to friend me on Facebook, and I blocked him, thinking nothing of it. Then shortly thereafter, I was friended on Instagram by an account, blank, who had multiple pictures of himself with celebrities. I thought I was going to have an opportunity to do some local makeup artistry. That was not going to be the case. Over about a week, this individual began grooming me and sent me D-pics and masturbation videos. Unfortunately, I opened them. But in the meantime, I was also Googling his nickname and discovered that he used blank, which is the same name, extensively all over the internet for years. His Spotify account produced a hit showing that he was in fact the person I blocked on Facebook. As I discovered that he was also married, I saved all of his messages and reported him to Instagram. They did an investigation of his account and shut it down permanently for pornography and harassment. I have extensive screenshots and everything, but the images saved to a cloud. So this individual, they have everything saved, like the IP addresses, everything. So she created, I created a blog page with a password, found his wife on LinkedIn, and sent her the information. I should also mention that I discovered that he was looking at my LinkedIn profile. I made the connection when his Instagram picture was the same one he used on his LinkedIn profile. In LinkedIn, he had a regular name, James, and was located in the San Francisco area and worked at that blank location, the business that was in the same area, and they also had one closer to her, which is a business that proofreads papers for companies and other places. I'm changing some things to make sure no one is plagiarizing. This company has an office 15 minutes from my house. In his conversations, he had mentioned that he had been here. As Lime Life pushed us to be public with our lives and post to our social media accounts publicly. I had mentioned that I was going to a small concert in the town she's from on February 22nd, 2018. I went alone after work. I'm a corporate nurse and I took a trolley that day. After the concert, I was drugged, kidnapped, strangled, and raped for eight hours by at least two men. I identified him and made a photo identification of the other actor. Neither were ever apprehended. The detectives, they never submitted my rape kit to the FBI database. My clothing and necklace I was strangled with are still in the locker here in her hometown and were never analyzed for DNA or prints. After all this happened, I was sitting in a team meeting, and the director of Lime Life was telling the new recruits to post everything publicly, and I made a comment about what had happened. My upline, blank, sent me a message the next day, saying that she removed my comment as it triggered other Lime Life reps who had similar experiences. I kid you not, I lost my shit on her.
If other beauty guides were being stalked and raped and they were encouraging people to remain public, that was the most reckless thing they could ever do to another person. I will be 50. I'm not going to say the month of her birth. I counseled victims of violence for seven years before I became a nurse. And when I was told this, I walked away and posted that on my Facebook wall saying I wasn't selling any more of anything and told everyone why I left. You guys, that was hard to read. So whenever you look at multi-level marketing companies and crime, there are some connections that I don't think are a coincidence, honestly. The recent case with Alexis Sharkey, she put her entire life on social media. She sold for Monet. And that murder is still unsolved as I'm recording this. I'm hoping that they find justice. She did not deserve that at all. I mean, no one deserves to have their life taken from them or be assaulted or hurt in any way, no matter what their life choices are or, you know, whether they sell for an MLM or not. But she definitely was an influencer, a social media influencer, and she put everything on social media. I mean, people knew where she was going and what she was doing, and it does not justify anything at all. Then we look at the Shanann Watts and Chris Watts case. It is so sad. I mean, it's unspeakable what he did. And she, I mean, she is 100% a victim in her children. It's just, it's disturbing. It's sad. But she put this... And this is what she was taught. She thought that this is what she was supposed to be doing, but she put this persona online that she had the perfect family. I mean, you can still look at her lives, like her live videos of him finding out that she was pregnant. I mean, everything was put on the internet and they are told, all of these reps are told to act like you have such a great lifestyle, like everything's good, everything's fine. Um, you know, they, you know, I mean, most of them put, you know, they're making all of this money and they have a great life and beautiful homes. The thing with the Watts case is it looked like she had it all. It looked like she was making a really good living, but they were actually a lot of money in debt. So... There, there's so many connections with multi-level marketing companies and putting your life online. Then you look at Chris Watts and Shanann Watts. It's just so sad. It is just, I cannot even imagine what was going on in his mind. Um, It's awful. And, you know, she you know, had online that they had this great life. It looked like a great life. You know, she will go live all the time on her Facebook page and they had a beautiful home, a beautiful family. And no one knew that they were actually in debt. It looked like she was doing great and just, you know, for lack of a better word, thriving in this company. And, you know, they are told to put on this, this fake persona fake it till you make it. And that's what these reps are told to do. The case with Paul Bernardo and Carla Halmica. So 
Paul was in Amway and you know how they give you like those tapes to listen to like back then it was tapes of motivational speakers how to get rich you want this great life and you know he became obsessed with these audio recordings and oh man there was something or there is something sick about this individual like it's so so disturbing anyway so yeah he was a salesman for Amway rep whatever you want to call him and so he grew up in Toronto and whenever he was younger he was nine years old his father actually molested his sister who was nine and he they were a middle-class family whenever he was 16 years old his mom told him that he was actually conceived whenever she had an affair he would call his mom a whore all this type of thing um so this case is i don't know if you guys listening have followed this case or heard of this case or you know but it's really really deep it's dark it's disgusting it's sad it's oh my gosh I can't, it's unexplainable it's absolutely unexplainable well Paul Bernardo he turned serial killer and him and Carla they were called the Ken and Barbie killers because they you know looked a certain way like he was handsome she was beautiful I'm not gonna go like deep into that case you know in this episode because of course this episode is about you know the one who wrote me Marin Parker she I'm so glad that she got out of this company out of Lime Life I'm so glad that she is completely done with multi-level marketing companies and she's so brave. I just cannot say this enough. If I already said it, I'm saying it again. She is beyond brave to tell me her story and to talk to me. And, you know, I've, I've actually spoken to her since she sent me that email. And she's an amazing woman. She really, really, truly is. And she's just taking something so horrible that happened to her. And she's making a positive change. She's, she's making a difference with it. Um, you know, she could have very, very easily been a statistic. She could have been, you know, she could have been murdered, Lord forbid. And, um, you know, that's really, 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 really sad what happened to her. And I just, man, you guys, this stuff gets deep. I'm telling you, it's not... Just, you know, oh, you know, MLM's like, hey, hon, you know, this stuff beyond all of that, it gets really, really deep. So with that said, thank you so much for listening. The next few episodes that I have coming out are going to be a lot longer than this. And I'm really excited about them. So I hope you guys will listen. I have some great guests coming up. If you don't already follow my social media, my link tree is down below. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of the week.